This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Right. Welcome back to the Rams Talk podcast. It's Sunday. We're sitting down recording. Obviously, if you're watching this live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, we're coming off the back of two matches this week, we're coming off the back of a confidence-boosting 2-0 win over Exeter on Tuesday night. And then, unfortunately, yesterday, Derby did succumb to a 3-1 defeat to Stevenage, who've now moved into the playoffs, which tells you how good of a season they're having. But I'm joined here now with the three lads off the Rams Tour podcast first. Vic, how are you after yesterday? Um, I don't know. I've been better, but you know what? It's, it's, <laughs> it's one of those, isn't it? I've, I've, I think I've said that about a million times now. Uh, but yeah, no, we're doing all right. I think I've calmed down since. So yeah, that, that, that's good to hear. Yesterday obviously wasn't wasn't the result we wanted, but but moving on to you, Chris. Chris, how are you today? Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Um, yeah, just yeah, just we were saying <laughs> before, weren't we? It's just got to the stage now where we just got to laugh because it's so depressing. If if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Big believer exactly. in that. But Callum, moving on to you. How are you today? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I'm going to try and put a smile on my face like you and Vic did for the flag photo yesterday. Um, We're always that's, smiling. That's all we've got to do now, lads. We've just got to keep smiling. Smiling wave, boys. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. We'll, we'll start on a positive now. We'll talk about the midweek victory over Exeter City. Obviously, we were coming off the back of a disappointing defeat, Shrewsbury. And then we bounced back and we got a, what I would say was total domination football over a pretty poor Exeter City side, but but Vic, it was total domination, wasn't it, on Tuesday night? Yeah, I mean, we 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 needed to put some sort of statement out, didn't we? Really, after the Shrewsbury game, because we were poor in that. It was total domination from start to finish, and we took our goals well. Probably could have had a few more, if I'm being honest. But like you said, Exeter were really probably the poorest side we've seen at Pride Park, probably the best part of eighteen months now, I reckon. Um, but like I said, we needed to make a statement, and we got a we got the three points. We finally got a win at home, which is something to celebrate. <laughs> but um, no, it was nice to see a more fluid attacking sort of performance from Derby. Yeah, no, I think I think that's definitely what we saw on Tuesday night. I think 
I think we're a bit more adventurous in terms of we took more shots. I'm going to be honest, most of them did fly over the bar and out <laughs> wide. But but when but it, it was optimistic to see because I think that's something that we've been we've been crying out for as fans to see more more shots taken. And obviously Mendes Lang getting the goal and then Connor Washington on that runway. He seemed to manage to squeeze it in at the near post. Still not sure how the extra goalkeeper didn't get to that. But but talking about Mendes Lang's goal, Chris, I think obviously a lot of people on Twitter were discussing it, Mendes Lang's celebration. I thought we'd, we'd briefly touch upon it. Do you mind the celebration? Me personally, I'm not too bothered. He gets He's probably one of our best players at the moment, most in form. I don't mind if he scores the goals and, and gives a little back to the fans that are getting on his back. But but what do you think, Chris? Oh, you know, I celebrate different celebrations you see these days. That was quite that was that was quite mild, wasn't it? Um, you know, we're we're getting to a stage where celebrations, some are gonna have to be shown on Pornhub, not on mat, match of the day. <laughs> so no, it was it was it, do you know what? If it makes him feel 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 better, then absolutely fine. I've got no issues with it. If he keeps on if he keeps on scoring, he can shush the fans as much as he wants. No, I think I think that's fair enough for me personally. I don't mind one bit if he's scoring the goals. Yeah, absolutely fine with me. Mm. However, however, whatever, and that moves me on to. We'll talk obviously about yesterday's game, but since we're talking about Mendes Lang. He's in. He's banging form, isn't he, Callum? At the moment, could he be the answer to our goal-scoring prayers that we need? Someone who's going to score the goals. Mendes Lang. We've we've discussed saying he's tired. He's coming off the back of an international break, but two goals in two matches now. We're, are we going to see some more goals from him now? Hopefully. Um, I mean, if we what we need to do is just use him wisely. Um, I think when, as you said, there he. Uh, when he's jaded, he's just in and out of the game. Uh, he's back to the Mendes land that most clubs have seen over the years. But um, as we saw um, yesterday, he, he can be a difference maker, um, especially against League One fullbacks who haven't got uh, the athletic ability that he's got. He, he just just jogged past them, uh, and when he's on song. He's a real, real threat, but we just need to make sure, uh, and I'm kind of saying this to the coaching team, to be honest, because we just need to make sure we don't burn him out because he just becomes useless then. Um, he's uh, an impact player. He's, it, the intensity levels that he puts him, himself and his body through are, are stupid, so he just needs to make sure that he you know, it doesn't burn himself out throughout the season, and I think we'll get something good out of him. I think you're right there. I think that's something that I think all of us spoke about um, in the games during our beat and run, where we, where we were just missing those goals, when we we were talking about, you know, Mendes Lang, he, he looked so tired, and he could only go on maybe one or two of them mazy runs that he would go on when he beats the man out wide, cuts inside, and and then we saw it on Saturday, didn't we? He was out wide, cuts inside, and managed to squeeze one in at the near post and got the equaliser for us. And and Vic, obviously, you were there yesterday, so was I. I mean, what changed from from Tuesday, coming off the back of that confidence boosting win? And then we're playing Stevenage, which in my opinion, I think everybody can agree is a, a little bit of a tougher game because of the form Stevenage are in and how good they've been so far this season. But where did it go wrong? Was it was it just that we weren't physical enough? Um, where did it go wrong? Well, the observation I took from that game was Stevenage played the way I think Paul Warren wants Derby to play. Uh, literally, mm. they were first to everything. They were more physical. They had a bit of a presence about them. They knew what they were doing. Um and it was just that never say die attitude. Like I'm, it's, it's easy to be critical of the players, and I think we will be during this show. Um, some of our players 
just don't look like they've got that fight in them. Whereas if you looked at Stevenage's um, Stevenage's team yesterday, everybody fought for every single 50-50. They won every loose ball. Um, they knew when to press us. They knew when to be aggressive. And event that's how we lost the game. Um, and I think this is exactly the blueprint of what Paul wants to do with our side. But we don't, I'd, for me personally, I don't think we've got the personnel, especially midfield, to do that. Um, so yeah, the Stevenage executed the game plan. I think the mind games worked as well. I think Steve Evans was going on all week about uh, Paul Warren being a, a what was it a cone and a bag, cone and ball man. That's what he <laughs> called him. So he must have got to him. Like and it, to be fair, it must have worked because they played us played us off the park in the end, didn't they? Really, and we looked second best in every department. Yeah, I think I think that's what's disappointing coming off the back of that game is that. I think it's fair to say that Stevenage completely deserved the three-one win. Mm. Unfortunately, and, and we say we've said that in a couple of games so far this season that we we were just second best. You you talk about the second balls there. I, I completely agree with you. I think I think we were second to those second balls, and as soon as that happened, we, we'd lost the game pretty much. Soon as, as soon as they'd gone one nil up and then two one up, we just couldn't really get back into it. I think they were pretty tight at the back. And, and you talk about the midfield. I think you know it's well known Alex McDonald in that mid midfield is, a, is an absolute unit and he he had a superb game against us obviously scoring the second free kick um and, and it was disappointing to see two free kicks from my point of view really from the exact same position obviously well we're at routines but we talk about the players not being informed but it's simple training ground stuff isn't it once they play that first routine you know what you're doing on the second one but but it happens and and we lose 3-1 but I think something that you know, I keep banging on about it. I, I probably sound like a broken record. Is, is the amounts of shots that we're taking? Obviously, I said on Tuesday night against Exeter, we we seem to be we seem to be very happy to take as many as we could from different positions, and and obviously more often than not, they went wide or or, or over the bar. But but Chris, what do you think it's down to? Why do Derby County rely on this relentless crossing into the box in, instead of changing it up and going down the middle? Do you think it's our stubbornness in tactics, or or what do you make of it? It can only be tactics, can it? I mean, say so just picking up quickly on what Vic said, you 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 looked at a club yesterday in Stevenage where everybody's aligned, everybody's seen off the same hymn sheet. The manager, the players, the fans, they all know exactly what they're doing, um, and you know that's where we dreamed dreamed to, to be at the moment. Um, in terms of lacking shots, I think I say, I, I know I said the c word a lot last week, but confidence is huge. Um, is a huge part of that. If you're not informed, if you're not in confidence, you're not going to take those those risks that that you maybe would otherwise. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think have we scored from outside the area this season? If we have, it's been very very few. I can't honestly I think it was remember. Only Peterborough away was probably the one away. scored from and outside was, the box. And, and that was yeah, that hit wagon didn't it on the eighteen yard box? <laughs> we can't really count that, but. Yeah, it's been it, it. It's one of those where I, I think I think Warren is he's he's still no matter what formation he plays he's still very much get it wide get 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 uh, get crosses in on. And I think he plays the plays the um, average numbers game. The more crosses you put in, it's bound to fall, fall for you at some point. And it did on Tuesday night, um, but yesterday no look from it. So I think to be honest, we're going to see a carbon copy of this week next week. I think we're going to see a fairly comfortable home 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 win, and then a very difficult away game at the um, at the weekend. And I think we're going to be talking about exactly the same thing next Sunday. 
So, yeah, and I think I think talking about that, you mentioned the confidence that the Derby players are probably lacking at the moment, and, and probably Paul Warren too. You know, um, the fans are on his back. It, it it's not going to be nice for him at the moment, and and we need to find a way to win. And and I think some Stevenage fans highlighted it to me in, in my video yesterday about the inconsistency that Derby are in at the moment. And, and we mentioned it there where we seem to be finding form and not having form, if that makes sense. One win, one loss, one win, one loss. And, and in terms of it, it comes down to taking those opportunities in the game. I think yesterday we, we had opportunities. Connor Washington with that one-on-one, which still for the life of me, don't understand. He was probably thinking about how he could cross it in from the six-yard box, in my personal opinion. But But there we go. And and we're just not taking enough shots, but but that moves me on to the other players. If if we stop talking about the forwards now, James Collins, Connor Washington, a player <laughs> that I want to bring up, Louis Sibley. What do no. we do with Louis yeah. Sibley at the moment, Callum? Oh. You know, we, he's been getting those starts. Yes, he's been out wide. He's been moved into the middle, but he's not really hitting form, is he? No, and I, I think um, you kind of thought that Paul Warren took a liking to him. He, he spoke highly of him in training. He says he's one of the best finishers in the club. Um, and you kind of all you kind of thinking, oh, Paul Warren has taken a shine to him. But and this might be the manager to get the consistent form out of him. But again, it's just one game is is great, and then one game is is like he's never touched a blade of grass before. He was just not in the game at all, um, really. And we always moaned about positioning and really when he does play out wide, he comes inside anyway. So because the, the three kind of interchange um, up, up top, but it's just sometimes generally we could put one of us guys on the pitch and you won't make any notice. Do you know what I mean? It's, and that's what's really frustrating um, because you can see he's got some talent. He, he made no ends of uh, progress through the academy and he was one of the shining stars throughout that period um, a few years ago and, and that player is just not here um, and it might be just one of those players that is great when he's young and it just when he hits prime age it just doesn't really work out um, I don't know Do, would you get much for him in January the reform he's in I don't see clubs looking at him going oh, I want a piece of that do you, know, do you know what I mean? So it might be hard to get him off the books. It might just be a player that we see just runs to the end of his contract and just goes. Um, but yeah, that'd be a real shame from where he first started. And I just always kind of think about the Louis Sibley that could have been against Blackburn at home when he scored that absolute screamer um, from 30 yards out. We ain't getting that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> well, unfortunately, at the moment, it doesn't look like it, does it? We're not going to be getting another hat-trick against Millwall-esque performance no. from him at the moment. I mean, obviously, we're in League One. Paul Warren brought this up after Saturday in his post-match interview about one of the reasons why we we didn't come away with, with three points or any points on Saturday was the, the physicality that Derby County were lacking. Obviously, I, I talked earlier in right now about... Uh, the midfield that Stevenage had and how we don't have the same midfield that could compete with that sort of physical team. But we talk about Louis Sibley. He's not one of those physical players, but but one of the physical players that we do have, you know, I'm, I'm not a massive fan of Sonny Bradley. I don't think he's impressed me yet at Derby County, but he he, he is one of our more physical players. Um, Vic, do, do you see him coming into this side at any point in the near future? I think we're now at a point where we need to be changing up you know, the, the team, um, 
personnel, some of the tactics, you know, is it so uncalled for that Sonny Bradley comes into that side? I mean, Rick, I know you, you spoke highly of his performance in that second half against Stevenage. Do you think he could come in and do a job either against Northampton or, or then against Crew in the Cup? I think with the, the lower teams in the league, I think it will suit Bradley's sort of style. Like Bradley's a bit of a no-nonsense physical type. He wins everything in the air. Like yesterday at Stevenage, he, he sort of slotted in straight away in that back three when we moved to a back three and pretty much won everything defensively. Offense, offensively, he didn't win anything, which can be a slight concern. But then again, we, I think everybody just had a bad day at the office in terms of the whole side. Uh, the set pieces weren't that great when they were coming in, but... I think with Sonny Bradley at the back, I think you feel more reassured, um, especially since he had a shaky start, but he's been solid pretty much since he's come on in his cameo appearances. So it's it's uh, something to build on for him. Um, and again, if we are looking at the prospect of maybe losing Cashin in, in January to maybe Brighton or if Wayne Rooney's sniffing about at Birmingham uh, with, his, with his millions now, you know. He if, might he's, spend if he's it. still there by January. Yeah, if he's still there, yeah, exactly. It might be a, a good time to sort of bed Bradley in now. And and if he is looking to probably go back to the back three, which we saw yesterday had a bit of success, actually, at Stevenage. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bradley come back in. The physicality we need. But for me, it's got to be in the middle of the park is where we need that physicality. It's just the who to be put in. But I'm, I'd be happy to see Bradley come in. Yeah, I think... Obviously, we've mentioned the physicality there and, and we keep going on about the midfield and how we're not phys physical enough in that midfield and, and coming up against teams lower in the division, like Northampton, who are who are looking to, to stay up this season, let's be honest, after coming up from League Two. And and Chris, how, how do you see this Northampton game going? Is it going to be a carbon copy of Exeter and we, we play them off the park, total domination, and then we're having this conversation a week later? Or, or do you think... Do you think Northampton will have the upper hand on us because we, we need to win this game for some confidence at the moment because it, it, we seem to be going going in a circle at the moment. How how do you see this Northampton game playing out? At the moment, I don't think you can tell, can you? Um, you know, <laughs> it's, there, there's 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 no way of predicting what Derby County is gonna gonna turn up. I think Exeter. Was just what Paul Wall needed and what the squad was need, what the club needed. Because as Vic said, that's the poorest team I've seen at Pride Park for quite some, some, some time. Um, and yeah, Northampton are down there fighting for their lives. They've got a lot, to, a lot to, um, a lot to play for. It's not going to be a massive attendance, I wouldn't have thought. Um, so yeah, Northampton get the first goal. Who knows? Um, no, I think if Northampton do get the first first goal, you're going to get a very um, to toxic atmosphere very, very quickly. Um, and it's how the players respond. Um, and we've seen nothing this season that shows that the players can respond and really lift themselves. Um, you know, we talk about the atmosphere at Pride Park this season being pretty poor. They've had nothing to, nothing to shout about. You know, you... You, it's so common where you get just a crunching, a crunching tackle or a long, long mazy run, and that that gets the um, crowd up. We've not had that this season, um, so it's gonna. It, it's no no games in League One is easy. I thought Exeter was fairly easy. Um, I think it will be. I still think we'll win on Tuesday night, but I think it will be a lot, a lot tougher game, and we will have to put in a battling, um, a battling. Uh, battling a performance and just looking at um, Simon's comment on YouTube about his lad wanting to go to, to go 
um, trick or treat. And I think that's going to be less scary than being at Pride Park. So I'm all with him. <laughs> and there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. No, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I was waiting to see how we could, we could fit in a, a spooky yeah. fun about Tuesday night for Halloween. But, but when, when looking at the stats on paper, to be fair, which, which is scary in themselves, let me tell you that. It's overused now, but I dare do we've won it. I dare. <laughs> we've won six, we've lost five, and when when having a little look at how we fared against Stevenage, we had the the main share of possession and more shots than them, but they were expected to score more goals than us, which, which says it all. And I, I keep talking about why do we keep going down the wings? Why aren't we playing through the middle? And we're desperate for that plan B and. And, and what do you think that plan B could be, Cameron? Because we talk about, obviously, the form that are in, how we're, how we're struggling at the moment. But but what is the answer in terms of the tactics? Do we do we revert to a, a 4-2-3-1? Do we stick with the three at the back, the two wing-backs? How, how do you see us setting up a different tactical style? Oh, well. I know, I've put you on the if, spot if, if, I, if, I, if I knew, I wouldn't be, uh, I, I wouldn't be doing be the job I do. I, I'd, be doing, I'd be doing Derby County. Uh, but at the moment, the way the atmosphere is probably going to be on Tuesday, I don't know if I'd want to be in the hot seat, to be honest. Um, now, I think when you look at, as I say, Paul Warren seems to come out a few times and say that we try and overplay and we try and do something down the middle. Uh, and he kind of says it negatively, like uh, you were saying, why don't we go down the middle? And he kind of says, the, the the players kind of look in and go, oh yeah, we, we try and put a through ball uh, and it just doesn't seem to go, we, should, we just should be putting out wide and then getting it in quicker. And I'm, I'm just, so it's obviously coming from the, the coaching team because he, he's, he put, says it in post-match interviews all the time that, the overplay through the middle and I just want them to go out wide and put it in the box so we know where it's coming from. Um, and Rotherham fans on Twitter over the last few weeks, obviously, whilst this has all been going on, have been saying plan A when it works for Paul Warren is amazing. But when plan A doesn't work, that's where problems come. Uh, and what I would do is very, very difficult because with the personnel we've got, he's recruited it very, very nichely um, where we've got certain players that if you, you can't really play them out of position, you can't really put um, a, a Ryan Niambi at 
like when he played at left back, he played all played all right, but he's more better suited on the right. So mm-hmm. you've got a solid, solid right back. Probably not a wing back because again, he can't. He's all right going forward, but Joe Ward's better going forward as a right wing back. So would you play a five, a three with wing backs or a four? So then you kind of he's probably pigeonholed himself a little bit, um, and that's where we will struggle to come up with a plan B when the recruitment from Warren and his team um, has made it very, very obvious that he just wants to do his plan. And if it works, great, we'll get some wins. If it don't work, we're going to get some losses. And and that is exactly what we're seeing right now. We're getting wins, loss, win, loss. Um, And that's where you're not going to get anywhere. You're just going to be a bog standard mid-table team, maybe top 10 if you're lucky. Well, yeah, I think talking about that final point about being mid-table, I think I think at the moment I completely agree. I think that's where we're heading at the moment, and um, with the form that we're in, I think it's the the reluctancy, as we mentioned, to go down the middle. I mean, talking about the three balls, we're playing three balls to James Collins, who isn't known for his pace, <laughs> so that's probably why they're not working, um, and we're not carrying the ball forward through the midfield. If that makes sense, I feel like I feel like it's let's get the ball play it long over the top it doesn't work okay we revert back to going out wide and every cross that we put in is headed away um and, and it's just not working at the moment and i think something i wanted to bring up was the the lack of sharpness in front of goal i think yesterday we we saw it obviously mendez lang we talked about is our most informed player and seems to be the player who's, who's going to score the majority of our goals so far this season if we had to pick out one player but um Obviously, I talk about Connor Washington's opportunity. Not sure why he didn't score there, because I think if he scores there, it's 2-2 and it's game-defining moment and the, the momentum's with us, but it's, it's all if buts and maybes. And then I think at the end, James Collins had an opportunity similar to what he had away at Cheltenham late on. He's outside the box, cut inside, and then just hit the softest of shots straight down the middle. <laughs> and it's just such a lack of sharpness up front. And then also Connor Horahan, edge of the box, just inside it. Ball falls to him from across and he he skews it over the bar. And, and Connor Horahan's a player who's well known for his long distance range shots, his control and technique of the ball. And there he was just lacking it. And obviously the fan base at the moment are pointing the fingers at Paul Warren for the reason we're not performing well. And I'm not saying the blame doesn't lie with him, but, but my next question, Vic, would be, do you think the majority of the blame now lies with the players that we've got and the form that they're in that, you know, players that we've got clearly aren't, clearly on in the, in the best peak of the years of football but do you think some of the blame should be more directed towards the player players at the moment for the form that are in and, and the reason why we're not picking up as many points as we think we should be most definitely i mean paul's obviously going to say to play a certain way do certain things he's going to give him instructions before the game but ultimately it comes down to the the players on the pitch to execute that plan and put it all into practice you can see that for some reason, like you said, the sharpness ain't there. We're trying to like walk the ball into that. You see them if, when they're warming up before the game starts, they're always shooting and they're nine times out of ten, they're burying it in bottom corners. But when it comes to a game scenario, a match scenario, we don't seem to even put the ball on target. So it makes you wonder, it makes you wonder what, what's fundamental, as, as for Paul once, it's fundamentally going wrong. Um, yeah, the players have got to take responsibility now. I think it, we can all blame Paul Warren. It's easy to blame a manager, but at the end of the day, it's the 11 players on the pitch as well. And if they're not performing to the way he expects them to, if they're not sharp in front of goal, if they're having an off game, obviously, tactically, 
that's Paul Warren's job to just tweak that. But then the players have got to at least give us the fight and desire on the pitch to give us something to cheer about. Because I don't feel like we're seeing that either. Um, there's, a, there's a culmination of a lot of things going wrong uh, at the minute with Derby. But um, the sharpness in, in front of the goal is... It, it, I've said it, I said it to someone this morning. Um, what's killed us is not signing a proven goal scorer. Because we create chances. I mean, we're not playing great. But we're creating chances, but because we don't have a clinical goal scorer, we can't put them away, and then teams are punishing us uh, us afterwards. And everyone says David McGoldrick, twenty five goals, yeah, but he wasn't an out and out striker, though, was he? Really, we we no. we failed to sign that key point of our, our focal focal point of the attack, which was to sign a a proven goal scorer. And if you look at Paul Warren's teams and how they've had their success, it's always someone that's bagged twenty goals uh, up from up front. So. That's killed us as well, but I don't know. Um, um, again, the players have got to take a bit of responsibility, and I think the quicker they do that, the better. Just very yeah, quickly, think... Nick, um, I've harboured a, a suspicion for many years now that those that those warm up goals are a lot bigger than the actual goals on the, <laughs> on the, on the pitch. They must be surely, because as you say, in warm ups they smack them in bottom corner and i think they are just bigger it it must be i can't think of any other reason that that, that we aren't scoring that's got to be it that's got to be it maybe we should set them training goals up at pride park instead of our actual goals and maybe mm, agreed maybe, maybe, maybe the form changes and i think we have to briefly mention it the curse of the rams talk flag every time we bring the flag out on our way game it's a loss now i think maybe <laughs> That is the main talk. We're going to have to get back to Jake, I think, at this rate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Put it back in the cupboard. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Back, go back to, 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 go back to wearing lucky Y fronts. Don't bother with, with <laughs> the flag. <laughs> that, that is maybe it. And then let's get positive now. Let, let's talk ahead of Northampton and Crew. Briefly mentioned Northampton struggling near the, near the bottom of the division. They're going to be a tough team to play. I think I checked the stats before. They haven't won away since September. So in about a month, obviously, they're coming off the back of a 2-1 loss away to Bristol Rovers. Um, Chris is shaking his head there, worried. Mm. He knows what's going to happen on Tuesday. Um, what really make, makes me laugh, Adam, as you said, let's be really positive now and you're coming to, to me next. <laughs> some of that some of that Chris positivity that, that I'm looking for here. Ahead of Northampton, yeah, I think I think I want to go around and ask everybody score predictions now, and then and then we'll talk ahead of crew. So, so Chris, score prediction for Northampton, goal scorers too. One nil, Mendes Lang to carry on his goal scoring streak. Callum, what do you think? I'll go two two nil, and I'll go Mendes Lang. Is this Tamworth? Or Darby, Callum. <laughs> just, just, just to clarify, I'll, I'll I'll pick the one that actually want to attend. Well, the one I actually am attending on Tuesday, which is Derby, um, for for my own sins. Um, but I will go. Yeah, I'll go two one, and I'll go Mendes Lang, and I'll go Bird. I think I think that's fair enough. I think I think we need that confidence boost. And and Vic, what do you think? Ever the optimist, Derby three, Northampton one. <laughs> I think we'll get three. I think we'll get three quick goals. In the second half, I think we're going to yeah, yeah, we're going to do it. Watch, we're going to come out. You know, we normally come out flying, and we just don't score <laughs> like in every like <laughs> first ten minutes of every game. This is exactly what's going to happen Tuesday. We're going to get a Collins brace, and we're going to get uh, a Scott oh, Barker as if he starts. Got, got to back my boy Collins, man. But now nah, I think we win three one. 
Um, and we will concede. It's inevitable. Um, but yeah, I just think we'll have one of them games like Exeter. I just think we'll be dominant from start to finish. We'll be able to control the game because we'll, we'll we should be superior to them. Uh, no disrespect to Northampton, but we're at home. We should be on the front foot. So yeah, I'll go with the three-one win. Very confident score predictions there from us. For me, I'll go with the I'll go with the two-nil win. Mendes Lang and um, Connor Horahan to score. Mendes Lang and Horahan a 2-0 win. Very positive score lines for us. But then we also mustn't forget it's FA Cup week next week. Finally, we can we can forget the league. We can forget the former in and get excited for the FA Cup. It's back. We'll put a smile on our faces. We'll get some form in the FA Cup and it will help us in league. Crew away. Yes, they're doing well. They're fifth in the league. And they're coming off the back of beating Harrogate 1-0. Um, so I'm a little bit nervous, but I'll go around and ask our score predictions now. Crew away, we'll probably rotate the team. Hope for a few of the players who've been out injured to come in build match fitness. Obviously, we saw Joe Ward come in at the end and he looked pretty not match fit at the end of that game. I, I think that's fair to say. Um, Chris, what's your score prediction for Crew away? Well, I think coming off the back of Mighty Harrogate 1-0, I mean, they're going to be flying, <laughs> aren't they? Um, yeah. Well... I did. I said. I said to her. I did the crew. Um, I did the crew preview show earlier, and I think their fans will be very excited by my, but by my <laughs> opinions. I think away from home on ITV, um, a packed out stadium, the way we're playing. If crew get the first goal, I can see it turning ugly. Um, I'm going to go for an optimistic one-all draw. Oh, replay. Take it back for a replay at Pride Park. I mean, we did that We did that last season, obviously with the late draw to Torquay in the first <laughs> round. But um, so Jim Johnson's come out with a very positive scoreline. He said, we'll beat Northampton 5-0. Nathaniel and then he's agreed with me and said, crew away, one all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> I like that level of optimism there from Jim. Um, and then bringing it back down to earth for the next for the next one. But, but Callum, what, what's your thoughts on a crew away? ITV, lower league opposition, away. We're going to be the upset of the weekend, boys. It's coming. I'm going to go 2-1 loss, uh, unfortunately. We're going to, I'm going to keep that inconsistency consistent and going to go, yeah, 2-1 loss. When was uh, the I'll last go, I'll time go, we won on TV? That's what I mean. We're on TV. Well, it's ITVX, so do we count that as TV? Because you have to watch it stream it, don't you? So, Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, yeah. But yeah, maybe, so... maybe we change it, Colin. Maybe we win on TV. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is where the form comes from. Maybe this is, this where is yeah. The, 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 the crew Alexander away on a Sunday is the catalyst. That is a net made of prime doc- documentary, isn't it? That's the start of it. <laughs> <laughs> that we are derby Vic... documentary is going to really fly off, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Vic, crew away in the court. Much thoughts out of that. Oh. My heart says we'll win 2 0. My head's saying it's a potential banana skin. You just know what's going to happen, then, yeah? <laughs> you just know it's going to, we're going to like lose like 2 1. It's going to be like a 94th minute winner by their, by their midfielder or their goalkeeper's going to get a header. Oh, and then God, the yeah. pressure's going to pile on. <laughs> Paul Warren's going to have his chance. And then that's it. Then we're going to say we're, we, we did enough to win the game. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to have to go with a, I'm gonna to have to go with the loss. I just, I just can't see us winning it. I can't see us winning there, and that's not like me to ever, ever predict the loss on this podcast. <laughs> I don't think you have. I don't think you have. All right. 
I have got ten quid on on, on goal hanger Titley here saying it's gonna be gonna be two one derby. I just I was just it. thinking that I was there like yeah. oh, I could go in with a two one win here and I was thinking yeah. and I thought, you know, I, I, I feel gonna... I feel I thought you were going to go 10, 10 quid on crew to win, Chris. <laughs> I did that. I thought that. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Even two two draw. Cannot do that. And I think we'll come back from behind, and we'll salvage a replay, and it will give us a bit of a boost. But that's what I'm thinking. That's do, what we I'm thinking. We do we want a replay? Do we want a replay? Really? Not the way, not the way we're playing at the minute. No. <laughs> we'll open up one stand. Yeah, it will Maybe be, won't it? But there we go. I think there we go. We've talked about it today. I think I think that's a good place to end it now. On I mean, maybe not on a bit of optimism from me with a prediction replay, Vic on a loss, suicide but... squad here on round. <laughs> there we go. If if you have enjoyed listening today, please leave us a review on whatever uh, whatever site you you listen on. Obviously, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Obviously, if you're watching us live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. Um, don't forget to follow us. We've, yeah. we've got many social medias we're 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 working on at the moment. Obviously, we're, we're new to Instagram, so give us a follow on there. And if you have enjoyed it, please rate us five stars. And um, it's been the Rams Talk podcast after the midweek two 0 win against Exeter, and then the win against Stevenage, and then previewing the uh, the two fixtures we've got coming up against Northampton at home, and then Crew away in the cup. So uh, it's bye from me. It's goodbye from me. Bye from me. And goodbye from me. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.